Yo, we back. What's going on? Unpopular theory. People that I don't own this music. Subscribe, support, share Unpopular theory. Where we get your podcast from? Portion on paper to subscribe or share. Just add it to uh, iHeart for the Apple heads, iHeart family, as well as Pandora. So, on a lot of platforms. Thanks for the love and advance, the support, everything. Yeah, so I'm back. New episode, new agenda. Looking back on this one. So, this week's show is inspired by the sucker shit I've been dealing with. Why I say that, you know, to previous episode, I was getting in about my work all day. It's over though, you know? Like, seriously, it's over. Alright, let's see. In this world we live in, I believe that men are in danger. We're in danger because the rules and regulations that we have to deal with. And uh, this weekend I had a talk with a comrade about his situation. We were basically talking about mines and his, how they had uh, every comparison, like similarities. They were fucking, like, it was scary when you really think about it. That, take that. But, you know, he experienced his with uh, his Department of Buildings, was also a city job, and uh, me with the Department of Health. Just talking about what it was. And uh, he dealt with, uh, he said it was more like discrimination on the racism aspect. You know, he would say things, and anytime he said something, he was deemed the, tr- the troublemaker or the bad guy. And because he has a, you know, a tone, but he's very professional, it's always taken as him being aggressive. He's a black guy. But when you see him, you wouldn't think that, you know, he doesn't have that demonstrative uh, look. I believe, I feel, you know, he's cordial, he's very educated, he knows how to articulate himself. But just to give you a setting that I just spoke to this guy, has a degree, smart guy. And uh, he was demonized. So then when you look at minds, we're like polar opposites. Like physicality, he smiles more than me. He's more friendly. He's more greeting, inviting looks. He plays the game better than I do as the representation of yourself. Like you have to know me to know how I am. We have to talk. With me, I keep people at arm's length. He may does the, the um, he may do the same thing, but I just think our approaches are very different. Nonetheless, two different approaches, two different straight heterosexual strong alpha men face the same shit, just in different forms. He had to deal with the racial discrimination and the depiction of the black man. I had to deal with it, but then I'm dealing with the undertone of a masculine man talking to feminine men 
that happen to be men that live alternative lifestyle. You know, they were gay. So the passive aggressiveness, aggression that I had to deal with, or aggressiveness I had to deal with, was probably a little bit more than his because you get that with the cattiness. And we both just talk about how it was infuriating. Like you say something and you're always attacking somebody. You're like, yo, you're like you're you're making things bigger than what they are, and you know, so you always gotta be in like explaining yourself mode. <laughs> and that shit wears on you, cause you gotta always explain yourself when you get done wrong. Oh, why do I say that? Because it's true. You know, you listen to the last episode. I talked about the tape and how. I was demonized and said I was homophobic and I spazzed out because it's like, yo, I stuck up for this guy. I defended his lover. And the fact that I called that out made me the ops. It made me the bad guy. So I was being mistreated. A couple of my associates were being mistreated. And I had an escape route. You know, I got another job. I was just going to work until... You know, I start the new one, put my notice in and everything. It was professional about it and tried to go to work and continue to do my job until my last day. But I wasn't allowed it, that. I wasn't afforded that uh, luxury because of the circumstances. Regardless of what I did, the fact when they knew I had another job, they were like, all right, we're going to piss him off. We're going to do all these little things to make him react. And the fact that I didn't give them the reaction what they wanted, it bothered them that I didn't wild out. And they were trying. They were testing me. Like Every day would be something else. It's like you did everything, and then it was something just added on. And then when you look at your counterparts, it's like, well, they're doing less than what I'm doing, and they're getting all the praise and admiration. So you're like, damn. Like, what the fuck going on? And I looked at it. My counterparts are just like them. They're just like the bandages. And uh, they're playing a game. And you see the subtleties of the game that they're playing. And then when you peep in and call it out, it's an issue. So everything I had an issue about was being treated unfair or my coworker had, it, it just rattled the cage and it made them push more. So this week or last week, they added a, a, a white woman to the mix that was also gay, that aligned with whatever the manager would want us to do. Now, he's the manager. He doesn't want to deal with me directly because, you know, I reported him to the director. It's clear, it's clear retaliation, but no one's going to do anything about it because, again, they're gay and they make an issue and no one wants to deal with that. Even told my director, like I said the last episode, I spoke to the director and told him I didn't have confidence that he was going to do anything. So I'm like, damn, I got to sit here and fight I had an easy job that I'm on my way out of. So I'm like, shit, I, like, I need to get out of here. So now that I had a path, I took a second part-time job. They're trying to, like, we ease my way out of it. But they wouldn't let me. It's like every fucking day I show up, it's something. So that got me to thinking, like, how many men that deal with this shit every day? Like, it's fucking has to be a number. But who do you turn to when it happens? So it just led me to believe that men that are comfortable in their skin 
and know what they're talking about and have morals, got to have them shits challenged every day when you work in environments like this. And it's worse than high school. At least in high school, you could beat somebody up and shit is all right. Unless they got some people, you know, to go to the guns, the knives, whatever. Yeah, take that. But at least you know the ops and how they coming at you. This square work shit is different. I'm here to tell you. It's fucking different. Like, you got to sit here and fucking, they expect you to play checkers with them. You know, checkers, it, it's not really structured. Once you get a, a king, you can bounce anywhere on the board. But when you're playing chess with somebody that's playing checkers, you can tell the difference. Now, they have a wall. They have a wall of protection that they're going to use. And even if they're wrong, they're going to protect that wall because it's the brotherhood. I'm the outside looking in. I'm the new guy. I'm the guy that's coming off the contract. I'm the guy that was uh, put in because of COVID or whatever. I'm not part of the buddy-buddy game. And then I'm not going to sell my soul to be a part of it because I have integrity. I have my beliefs that I stand on. And the fact that I didn't or my brother didn't that I spoke about earlier in the intro made us targets. So they say get educated, uh, build yourself up. You don't have to go to school necessarily to be educated. You can read books, you know, just build your character, you know, have people around you that you feed off their energy or whatever, right? So you do that in life, and then you get to a point where you're like, all right, you know, I have a family, livelihood, things to take care of, responsibilities, bills, the regular. And then once you enter the workforce in the settings that I'm talking about, there's a shift, there's a switch. Because now going to work, it's not just going to work anymore. Going to work, you have the, the pronoun movement, you have to worry about sexuality. You have to be just overall cognitive of everything now outside of your work. So if I'm at work and someone does something to me that I deem inappropriate and I file a complaint like I did, depending on what orientation or what pull that's connected to the orientation, because that's what it is, whether that be uh, racial or sexual, that could put you on the wrong side of the track. And that's what happened with me and my boy. The fact that we knew what it was and had something to say made us a threat. It made us targets. So now you got people like, oh, I'm going to fuck with him. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. To incite, to get you upset to make you be that angry black man. But when you're not the angry black man, but you can be, you know, you know how to use your vocabulary, use your words instead of your hands. They just pick with you until you explode. Like the Incredible Hulk, David Banner, I mean, Bruce Banner, you know, you enrage him and shit happens. They want that. They want you slapping people. They want you fighting. They want you to do anything they can to break you. So you got to have your fortitude, your masculinity, everything attacked, right? Your, like your integrity. You got to put your pride to the side to allow somebody that if you weren't in the office, that outside the office you would probably beat the crap out of. You got to allow this person to punk you. Yep. 
They gotta they gotta smack you. You have to become their bitch. And if you don't become the bitch because you're a man, if you don't act, if you don't dumb yourself down to their liking, you're the ops. You're the bad guy. So I say, fuck it. Be the bad guy. Be the ops. Stand on your shit. Because if you don't, after they fuck you, because they're going to fuck you, you're gonna, they're going to fuck you. That take that. That take that. That take that. I'm dead serious. They're going to fuck you. They're going to do you dirty because you sold your soul. You gave up your liberties just to play the game with them. Don't play the game. Fall on your face if you have to. Get hurt. Get your pride crushed. Whatever. You can rebuild that because you have integrity and a structure to stand on. They can't. But they're protected by these laws and and shit like that. And let's be honest. This is not me being a dick, seriously. This is just me being honest with you and candid. How is a masculine guy going to survive 10, 15 years from now? How will my son or nephews or whatever go up in this world where we fucking give people awards and trophies and accolades for not finishing first. Now, people might say, why you say that, show? Why are you say finishing first? It's sad. No, it's not. I know, I know the bulls. Yeah, I deserve that. No, I don't. Because not everybody's going to be a fucking winner. You have to learn that it's a pecking order. Those who go out and bust their ass and do what they have to do should be afforded a, a certain understanding and the standings of life. If you're a lazy smuck and you're not doing your job and you roll out of bed and I'm getting up, I'm grinding, I'm busting my ass, I'm putting the blood, sweat, tears, equity, and I get named CEO, COO, whatever, employee of the month, manager of the year, whatever your position, supervisor, whatever. And if I earned that with blood, sweat, and tears, why not? Why do I have to forfeit my effort and hard work because of someone else's lack of effort and hard work? Why do I have to allow somebody to make me feel less than because of their own natural feelings? Because I believe when someone's strong in themselves and have the confidence, that no one can tell you anything about yourself. But what I've been dealing with for the last two months is a bunch of bitches. Masculine men with feminine energy. Been dealing with it the whole time. You say something, oh my, why you say that? My, I hurt so, you don't say that. You'd be like, I just said, like, stop crying. Oh, I'm crying, what are you implying? Stuff like that. That's what I was dealing with. Like, you cry about everything. You move left, it's too much friction. Ah, you cry. You go outside in the sun, up, oh, you're going to cry. Go over here, you don't like it, up, oh, you're going to cry. You go upstairs, elevator broke, up, oh, you're going to cry. So stop fucking crying. If I got to do it, what makes you better than me? That's it. You make statements like that. Oh, you, you, uh, you hate. 
gaze. What? I just said stop crying. How did you turn stop crying into a sexual thing? I just just feel that way. That's what I was dealing with. Pick up a box. Oh, I can't pick the box up. Why? It's just so much. You big as me. Why you can't pick the box up? Oh, it's just hurts me so. So, me dealing with shit like that <laughs> had me calling it out. You in pain because you got to do the same shit I do. And then when you said something to the manager, the manager be like, well, you know, yeah, he, he has been complaining about his back. Yeah, because you always got him on it. <laughs> Change positions. Seriously. Stop hurting the poor guy. Oh, no, I didn't say stuff like that, but that's what I used to always think. Like, maybe if y'all start fucking around before work, after work, whatever, disappearing for hours in a day, Maybe, just maybe, hmm. He won't be so uncomfortable. But you can't say nothing like that. You got to thank it. But you really say, like, if you stop the bullshit, maybe, you know, things would be different. So I asked myself, I said, self, why the fuck am I dealing with this? What's the purpose? What am I gaining? And then I was like, yo, I'm trying to save somebody that's unsavable. Because I had coworkers that have, like, you know, I was like, listen, y'all better get off this ship because the iceberg is coming. And then the person or people I was saving started seeing it. And then they started speaking up. So which now made them a problem. Because now I'm like the bad guy because I'm speaking against the bullshit. And every time you speak the truth, it seems like you become a terrorist. And it's like, shit, you're right. No one wants to hear the truth. They'd rather deal with the lie. You know when your lady go, hey, y'all look like I gained some pounds. You want to say the truth, but you don't. Scared of the repercussions. Yep. Here to tell you, you lie. Men, when you ask your woman who's the best or whatever, biggest, a lot of times your ego gonna get stroked. You're the best, babe. Of course she. She's really saying in her head, nah, Todd's the best. But, you know, Todd was a dickhead, so I'm with you. So you're the best, baby. You're the best. They tell you that to make you feel good. Shots fired. Shots fired. So when you ask her whose is this and she's telling it's yours, she be lying. Not all, but sometimes they be lying. But that's what you got to deal with. You got to deal with the bullshit. So when you tell your wife that she has gained some weight through the years or whatever, you got to worry about the sensitivity factor, having babies with all that. So, you know, you move... In a different state, move a different way. That's outside work, but personal now has been blended with professionalism because your sexuality is something that shouldn't matter in your workspace. Does so now 
15 years from now, 20 years from now, you're going to have these men, they're going to have to acquiesce. They're going to have to basically become feminine or, or, or give uh, an energy that makes them seem less threatening to bitch-ass people like I spoke about in the beginning, the intro. The ones I worked with were bitches. They were girls. Just a fact of life. Some serious shit. Cry about everything. You ask them something, you tell them something. Hey, you have a problem with this? They wouldn't say nothing to you. But they say it behind your back and then they'll, oh yeah, I, 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 I felt uncomfortable. And you'd be like, why do you feel uncomfortable? And they'd be like, I, 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 I. get the stuttering like Stanley and shit. And you'd be asking, like, what's wrong? What's up? I'm here, right here. You got something to say to me? So, like, that frees you out. Like, with me, before I left, they'll be like, um, I did general highs with everybody. I feel when you say hi and goodbye to people, if you will, that gives them a chance to say, hey, yo, let me holler at you about something. And that's why I call them bitches, because collectively, I say hi to Hey, what's up, everybody? Good morning. How's everybody? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Hey, see you later, guys. Nothing. You know, if it's three, the manager, his lover, and the, the other guy, the manager won't say nothing. He may say good morning to me. He may say it, but I always have to initiate. But he's the same person that if he had a problem with something I said, could never come to me. So I was like, yo, you a bitch. Yeah, man, I ain't done nothing to this dude. You know, I defended him before uh, I called him and his lover out. We were good. At least I thought we were. But the fact that me and my coworker called his lover out, it kind of, you know, put him on, like, I'm going to get this nigga. So he's been doing a whole lot of little bitch-ass shit to try to come for me. And I'm like, yo, this shit is wild. But that's his game. He loves the confrontation because he told me. He said, oh, every, I get in there with everybody. You know? I'm like, but you're a pussy. So you get in them what? About what? That you're gay? That you do shit and then you hide behind your sexuality? That shit corny. But that's what he does. He's going to sash you. Then when you check him on, he gets quiet. Start looking around like his, his boyfriend did, like looking around every time I said something in the meeting. And it's just, it has me thinking, like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you have to deal with this sucker shit. You got to make yourself a sucker almost. You got to allow them to exploit you in some way. And I can't. But what the hell is these new young age men are going to do when this system is basically perpetuating that you be this way. It's like, you got to deal with racism, some form of discrimination, or the sex shit, which is still discrimination, but you have to be the bad guy. The guy that quit last year. Same shit. It just took mines longer because I couldn't take no more of the shit. So the fact that I'm a heterosexual male and I called them out on the stuff that they were doing, me and a heterosexual woman were like the opposition. And now that I'm not there, they're going to go straight for her. They're going to do everything to make her life miserable to while the A, she quits or gets fired. And that's sad. You've gone to people to talk to. You talk to the director. They've thrown that in your face. They did everything. They play all the tricks. They know all the rules because they got the city on their side and no one wants a lawsuit about sexuality. 
I looked on the EOE website, Equal Opportunity Employer, that is. And for you to file a case, you, know, you got to wait till next year, 2023. So it's that many cases that have been filed in the state, the city of New York, to where if you try to file right now, people, it's a wait game. Take that. Take that. So you got to keep all your documents and everything to get your case heard. And that's fucking crazy. That's sad. But that's the reality you live in. If you get discriminated on by someone that is part of the alternate lifestyle community. Alternative lifestyle, rather. I had that in sensitivity training. Me acknowledging, you know, people may be she, he's, they, them, whatever. That's all part of the training. And I'm just sitting here like, all right, I'm going to stomach it. It is what it is because I have the tolerance, but at the same time, why the fuck I got to sit up here and make you comfortable, but you can make me uncomfortable? Because that's what it really is. We all scream about inclusion, but we really don't want inclusion. There's certain things that I feel that we shouldn't be a part of. Like, I'm a man. I don't want to be inclusive, included in the WNBA. If I can't make it in the NBA as a man, I shouldn't have the ability to go and change my sex and then go dominate the WNBA. That's not right. I think that shit is stupid. People argue about it all the time on social media, but fair is fair. You're gonna say, let's take out the PEDs and whatever that we have in sports. So yeah, you know, you guys gotta deal with the bullshit. So what do you do? You deal with the bullshit until they break you or make you do some wild shit, which is still to me being broken. You, you get broken, you react, you're the bad guy. Because you know why? If you yell and scream or whatever, threaten somebody, they're going to try to detain you, arrest you, whatever, claim some type of assault. You hit them, hate crime. So men, we got to, like, find ways to combat this shit. I don't know. Like I asked, if someone knows, get in the comments, let me know. But this is just some food for thought, something to think about. Just in case this situation happened to you, what would you do? What are you going to do if, if you find your kid, somebody you care about, going through this shit? Because it's not going anywhere. And I believe that assholes are assholes no matter what. Yeah, you got gay assholes, you got straight assholes, you got people, racist assholes, whatever. People that are going to use their leverage because people feel like they're victims or whatever against people that are just there to work, not to to, you know, have any issues with anybody. Because like I said, I use my boy early and myself now. Like, we're just fucking individuals that want to go to work and get paid. Like, most of the time at work, I don't talk to people like that. Hey, hi and bye, those who I build with, I build with. But it's always on a positive thing. But the minute that you say something and stand up for yourself, it, it starts to shake the ground. Like, yo... I'm not calling shit honey or sugar. It's shit. Stop putting shit next to me or on my plate and tell me I have to eat it. No, I'm not going to accept it. Some people will. Those are the ones who, you know, I consider spineless. And people be like, oh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you do to a degree. Like, if you don't know your value and your worth, then you got to eat people's shit. But I always... Knew, knew or have understood my value. 
I know what I'm worth. And I'm not worth the shit that y'all giving me. No matter how much money you pay somebody. And I always tell people this. Money doesn't mean everything. Money does bring opportunities. But if you chase the opportunity, the money will eventually follow because you're aligning yourself in a good space. I'm making good money, but I'm not happy. Your work performance is going to go down. Your morale is going to go down. Your stress level is going to go up. Then you got to ask yourself, is this money worth keeping? Is it me worth feeling that way? Or should I just burn this motherfucker down, back out, and go start somewhere else? A lot of times you need to back out. And for those who are just tasting that dollar and taking the shit, eventually you're going to go fucking crazy. You're going to lose your head. You're going to turn gray. You're going to be stressed. You have a heart attack and die. Then what? That job is going to be replaced. Someone else is going to start making the money. And then they're going to go through that struggle. So always look for happiness in the bullshit. Look, at, look for it to end. Know it's going to come to an end. And then make a move. That's how you get out of situations like that. If you have the value, the high character, the high morale, you can get other jobs and other situations to take care of yourself and yours. Don't compromise your integrity or your morality. Don't do it for nobody. Not a woman, not a man, nothing. I say this all the time. All you have is that. And when someone takes that away from you, you're fucked. You are fucked. So don't get fucked. Stand up for what's right. Be real. Stand on your square. And shit will work out the way it should be. Not May not the way you intended, but the way it was meant to be. Always take the loss as a lesson. Never as a loss like it's an L. No one in life goes undefeated. So... You're not Floyd Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to fight 50 battles and win them all. But the lessons that you get, that's the only L you look at. Like, all right, that didn't pan out the right way. So what I'm going to do now? And you do that, and you build your own formula and strategy and learn how to maneuver. Knowing your worth, you'll be unfucking stoppable so That's my message, y'all. Know your worth. Don't let nobody compromise your integrity. And fuck these bitches, because they everywhere. And they will fuck you if you compromise yourself. So that's my time, people. That's my spew. Remember, subscribe, support, share on Popular Theory on every major platform. Wherever you get your podcast from, just subscribe. And of course, you don't pay for people. Remember, support, man. That's it. That's all we want. You ain't got to pay no money. Just a quick like, share, subscribe. You know? Love yourself, man, and know who you are. Know your work, man. Don't compromise for none of these bitches. Alright, y'all. Next week. I don't own this music. Everything you touch was just for that.